Are we live here now? Oh, hang on. We're about to go live. Hey guys. Hey everyone. We are live and coming to you. Oops, let me turn the sound down. There we go. Guys, Stevan Bubalo, I'm joined by the ever youthful Angelo Gutios here uh, Monday night. Novak Properties, Novak News. Uh, look, really good topic to talk to you about tonight. So obviously, this is something Angelo and I do every single day. But as a, um, as a property purchaser or, or a buyer out in the marketplace, this is something you do every single day. So we wanted to um, help give you a bit of an idea and, and um, an insight as to what can occur once you've got you know, an offer accepted, the different uh, scenarios and sales strategies which relate to depending on how your offer is accepted and uh, what you need to do kind of moving towards getting a signed contract and then getting what we call an unconditional purchase. Um, with it, Ange, how you been? Yeah, good, good. Welcome, good. welcome. It's uh, every couple of weeks we're on, so uh, we feel like we're the old guys in the business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not that old. We're getting there. We're getting there. But mate, look, let's um, let's jump straight into it. So, and obviously, a few different ways you can buy a property. You can buy a property at an auction, or you can buy a property what uh, how we refer to as uh, private treaty, which is obviously not an auction strategy. Private treaty can also incorporate off market. Um, basically buying a property with conditions that are a little bit different to an auction. Um, and do you want to talk us through an auction? What would happen if you're a buyer there and you turn up and start bidding? So with an auction, I guess, and this, this comes to a lot of uh, anyone that's looking to go into market as well, uh, and any possible sellers as well uh, down the track, that when you're sort of choosing, I guess, whether you're going to go to auction um, or whether you're going to go down a private treaty path, uh, it depends on also the type of property I believe that you've, you're going to be selling. So, for example, a one-bedroom unit, a two-bedroom unit, there's a huge chance that that's going to be uh, very desirable for a uh, for a first home buyer. Um, now, with a first home buyer uh, and or or someone with smaller amount of funds that might be buying their first property where they might have saved 10% deposit, they generally require to have. Uh, their finances in place, not just the pre-approval, but a lot of times get be very, very confident that, that uh, the bank is going to approve them for that particular property, um, that exact amount. Whereas you generally find a lot of people that are buying a house, uh, they've either sold or they're doing an upsize where they've actually got a lot, a larger deposit, a larger fund. So the risk is um, slightly less for someone uh, doing that transaction into a house. So for first home buyers, um, or looking into that entry-level market, going into a, a, a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom unit, uh, I think it's pretty important that um, you know most of them are, are more geared towards uh, looking at going private treaty for that reason. And we're doing less auctions for the one and two bedders just because first-home buyers are less um, confident with with auctions. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, let's go. Let's take it back a step. So we're at an auction. Hammer Falls, you are the lucky winner. You've, you, your bid's been accepted. Um, what's going to be asked of you as the buyer now at this point, Angela? What do you need to have with you? What are the next few steps as a buyer we need to do to, to sign a contract under an auction? auction so, so under auction conditions, you're required to, unless it, you, you've pre-negotiated uh, something with the agent and the owners and the solicitors prior, uh, generally 10% deposits required on the day um, in form of most cases it's a bank check 
um, of a 10% deposit. So that's what's required. Hand over your driver's license, um, which you generally do at the start to register to bid, um, which you have to have registered to bid to, uh, to obviously go from there. And then your next steps from there is generally on the Monday or Tuesday um, or the following day after an auction being that in most cases it's weekends uh, that we're doing at the moment, you um, will send the contract of sale to your broker or so to straight away um, get the finances in place so we can, um, so your broker can have you un unconditionally approved as soon as possible, so you're ready to settle in time. Yeah. So I guess the good thing is, is with an auction, um, when you are the successful bidder, the fall of the hammer basically indicates you've, you've you are the successful bidder. It's indicating that the vendors accepted your offer, and then it's just a matter of signing that contract, um, obviously showing the identification. But that contract's an unconditional contract. Correct, also, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. And the differences um, between an unconditional contract and a conditional contract are that an unconditional contract is generally something you'd sign in a um, in, in a private treaty sale. I don't want to try to use this term, but in a property that wasn't for sale via auction. And the reason it's called unconditional, uh, sorry, the reason it's called unconditional on uh, an auction is because there's no conditions attached to it. A conditional contract is something that means there's obviously conditions relating to it, which is a cooling off period, which we'll jump to now. So. Um, so auction, pretty straightforward. You're the winner. You put down your deposit, you sign a contract and it's sold on the spot. The other way, a private treaty sale, you've seen a property. We'll use a, a rough example, a two bedroom apartment here in DY, $800,000. Um, it's a nice one, it's near the beach. And um, I'm, a I'm a buyer, Andrew, you're the, you're the agent. I've come to you and I've, we've negotiated 800,000. You've come back to me saying the owner's gonna accept it. Um, a lot of people think at that point, being the buyer, that yes, the agents told me of, you know, my offer's been accepted, and they think that's it, it's done, it's secured, it's locked in. When it's actually not, there's there's a few stages we've got to go through to legally lock that contract in and secure that property for the buyer. Um, so, what would the first thing you would ask a buyer to do, Ange, once you've come back and you've said to the Angelo, you know, your offer's been accepted, congratulations. What do I need to so, do for you? So, there's two ways of purchasing a property one which is covered under in generally young conditional exchange um and the other one's with a five-day cooling off period which generally five days at the what's moment a, some banks are taking what's longer. an unconditional exchange angelo with a, a non-auction property so a non-auction property generally means so if you a, a standard contract comes with a standard cooling off period a standard cooling off period is five gives it gives five working days uh time for three generally three things to happen with property where it's uh getting your funds in place. So whether that means if you've had pre-approval on a property, it gives you enough time to uh, get your unconditional approval in time. Um, so your banks will give you a, uh, what's generally required there is the minute we exchange contracts, we send the front page or, or generally most cases of the contract over to your broker, where your broker then immediately orders a valuation on the property uh, if the bank is to require one. Um, and you get your, your your bank approve your loan based on that property at that purchase price that they're happy and they feel comfortable with the sale to proceed at that price. So that gives them enough time. That's the, that's one thing that you do. The second thing is your solicitor goes through the contract. Uh, so a lot of there's a lot of nervous buyers. They're like, oh, I need to get and make sure my solicitor goes over everything first before we even exchange into an un, uh, cooling off period. Uh, that is also fine, and for some uh, for some solicitors, they require that, or buyers, they would like that to happen first. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, in that five working days of cooling off period, your solicitor will go with the contract, 
Uh, and number three is getting your uh, either a strata, if, it's, if you're buying in a strata block, uh, getting a strata done and also your um, a building inspection if you're buying a house. So that's uh, that's a step number three. Yeah, yeah. So really two two main parts. One is you can go uncondition. So you, you, I found a property I like. I'm going to come in. Angelo said I've got it. And then there's two ways. One is I can do a 66W, which a lot of which is again uncommon language to to most people. But that's a, that's a document signed by the by your solicitor as a purchaser. So as the buyer solicitor will sign that, put that into the contract. That basically means you're buying the property without a cooling off period. Um, I've got to come to you with the full deposit, Angelo. And Correct. That's full deposit. It generally means that you've done the other, you've done everything first prior. So you've got the offer accepted. Yep. And then you go down the quick motions of get us quick strata. Um, generally, in most cases now uh, we have strata reports available to purchase on the day. So the minute you see a property, I know this happens with us. Um, we have either if it's a house, we've got a building building and pest inspection available immediately to purchase, or a strata inspection available available as well. So um, making a, a quick final decision or to, if you if you can move very quickly, um, you, a buyer can go move, sit, sit with their solicitor within 24 hours, have a strata and a building inspection available for them. And um, you know, if their finances are approved or they're cash ready, uh, they can um, they can pounce on a property. Yeah. So basically if the, if the agent's saying to you as a purchaser, uh, the vendor requires a 66W certificate, um, Basically, it's saying that the, the seller's asking you to waive the cooling off period. You're going to have to do the runaround before you sign the contract. But once you do sign the contract, that's it. It's going to be sold to you on the spot. The other scenario, Ange, is the cooling off period, which you're talking about, the five business days. And the deposit's a bit different there, isn't it? The deposit there is generally a quarter of 1%. So look at it this way. At a million-dollar property, it's $2,500. So it's a, it's a very, uh, I wouldn't say a small, because it's still not a small amount of money to lose if you were to put so you, that amount there, the minute contracts are exchanged, yeah, um, if let's say your finance does fall through in that week, your bank will not approve, approve you for the loan, uh, change your mind um, on purchasing that property. Um, you can you, you, you can rescind the contract and you can uh, you can withdraw from the purchase, but you are forfeiting to the vendor that 0.25% deposit. So, um, you know, on a smaller one bedroom yeah. um, purchase of $500,000, it's um, it doesn't sound like a lot of money because it's, uh, it's around a $1,200 mark. Um, although, um, yeah, if you're purchasing a, a house, um, I mean, that amount does come to about $3,000. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically, um, yeah, a cooling off period, the benefits, I guess, really to the cooling off period are that as a buyer, like Angelo mentioned, you can enter into an agreement to buy the property, but you reserve the right for five business days, can be negotiated to 10 business days or whatever you need, but generally it's five. As a person, you can reserve the right to rescind on the contract, but you will forfeit a quarter of 1% of the purchase price to the vendor if you do that, yep. but the vendor can't rescind. No, no, no the, in. the vendor can't. Very, very rare uh, rare situations. Um, yeah. They've once had one recently, um, yeah. but uh, it's a very, very rare situation where, um, and that, that, that has to be mutually agreed if, yeah. if something is to, to, to happen there, but yeah, okay. um, but it's um, yeah, that's that's the, that's the two methods. And generally, we are set up if you if you're actually a purchaser that um, you've got your finances in place and 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 you're or if you're a cash buyer, um, it's unfortunate to the to the first home buyers and to to other purchasers where they are only putting down a ten percent deposit where they need to get that valuation done because. Um, 
if you do have a situation where there are two or three buyers going for, for one property, um, the agent generally would ask uh, which one of the two methods are you in a position to move, uh, move on to the property if your offer was to be accepted. So would you need a cooling off period or would you be prepared to waive it? And, uh, and to everybody or to any per, uh, vendor, uh, the unconditional 66W exchange is um, music to their ears. So. Yeah, they like that, they like that. Um, so really good, so really good. The other thing you wanna do is look as a buyer, and again, we see it all the time because we're, we're in this game, um, is that you will have a purchaser and we're working quite closely you know, with our buyer and, and, and with the seller all at the same time. And there's an offer accepted, that that point comes, there's an offer accepted. And then sometimes as a purchaser, you've got to understand that you, you still need to move relatively quickly because there's three parts that we need to actually have a legally binding agreement. You need to have a signed contract by you yourself as a purchaser. We need to have a signed contract by the vendor, an, exact, an identical contract, which is signed by the vendor. And thirdly, there has to be an exchange of a monetary figure um, to execute a contract. So until all three of those steps are done, the property is still technically legally for sale. And this is where a lot of people sometimes say, oh, like I still hear it every now and then, someone, I'll meet someone at an open home and they'll say, oh, I got gazumped on a property, I had an offer accepted. Um, the question is, is okay, as soon as you got your offer accepted, did you go down, sign a contract and did the did the, did the vendor sign a contract and put down your deposit? Because we still sometimes will, will come across as, as a purchaser, you're not used to this, They'll say, okay, my offer's accepted. I might wait a couple of days. I'm going to do this first. I'm going to do that. I'm going to speak to my bank. Then I'm going to come back to you maybe tomorrow. It could take me two days before I come back to you and I can sign that contract. You have to understand that the vendor, although they've accepted your, your offer, it's not a legally binding offer yet. And during that two-day turnaround that you might need to speak to your bank or you want to speak to your solicitor or you want to talk to mum and dad before you sign a contract, somebody else can jump in and as agents, if another offer comes in, we have got the legal responsibility to convey all offers to our owners. Yep. So a lot of times, you know, the quicker you can move once you've got that offer accepted and, and a cooling off period will give you time to do other behind the scenes research, um, the better it is for you and, and, the, and the lower the risk there is of somebody else jumping in, you know, with a higher offer. Because again, it's not the agent that's going to try to, try to move you out of a deal. It's just, if another buyer comes along at a higher price, we have a legal and moral obligation to our vendors to put that offer forward to them. So yeah. as a buyer, jump on it as soon as we tell you. That's why That's why sometimes the cooling off periods, you know what, it's a, It's not a small, um, if you've been looking for properties and properties and properties out there, um, yeah, it's a good and you keep, it's that cooling off period um, get found. So another thing the is- The risk that, in the cooling off period is only minimal. Um, look, I say only minimal, it's a couple of thousand dollars, but it means you can- You just, you just know that, especially if you've been looking out there for a while and you've got an offer accepted, um, you can you can be in a position where you can sign a contract pretty much immediately, um, and we have. Um, it was only last month where I had um, I had a, an offer come back um, for at an open house actually, and within uh, within an hour it was accepted, and um, they literally went had a coffee, came straight to the office, signed a contract, and locked the property in for a week. Um, so yeah, by signing. So that's that's a that's an awesome. Uh, if you are looking, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't risk just waiting. Um, if uh, I guess you, I know it's not a small amount of money to lose, but at, um, at the same time, it's if you've been looking and looking out there, uh, you might as well lock the owner in. In that case, I mean, and we're both agents, and we've been doing this for for a number of years now. 
how, how soon, I know it's not the right, there's no right or wrong answer, but once you've, once you've spoken to a buyer and you've told that purchaser, hey, congratulations, your offer's accepted, like how soon do you like to see a signed contract back from them? I've had, um, I've had situations where, uh, on one of my recent ones actually, it was about six o'clock at night, their offer got accepted. They sent me over the details um, within a half an hour, which details which we generally need is your name, um, full names is the way you're gonna be buying the property in and your current address and also who, which solicitor's gonna be acting for you. Uh, they're pretty easy things. And once those three things are in, this is now going into a cooling off period. Um, we could, you could, we could prepare a contract literally within half an hour or an hour and actually have a contract executed by both parties um, within a couple of hours and exchanging that same day. Um, so that one there was at six o'clock at night, which suddenly their offer got accepted. And I can tell you now around nine, 10 o'clock at night, um, the, uh, we absolutely love uh, DocuSign. So yeah, uh, now, a, now with the new rules, is we don't have to, you've got a, an owner that, that's um, an hour away. Um, you literally now can lift, email both of them um, and by DocuSign we've got uh, well we've got both contracts back in our hand print both of them off and then the agent exchanges so um, yeah it's, it's amazing that's that's an ideal um, or very quick for the buyer they know that they've got it um, you know owner is happy with the offer the owners accepted it so it's a it's it's under contract mm -hmm. extremely quick mm -hmm. I, I have seen many many situations where they've just well, unfortunate it's dragged on for a day or two days and um, you know we just have to let, let the buyer, yeah, let yeah. the buyer know that look, we've got an open schedule for tomorrow. Unfortunately, um, for for yourself, but it's the property still in the market. So, the quicker you give me the details, the quicker we can secure it for you. Mm. And even talking about the DocuSign for for people that don't know, it's an an electronically signed contract or a document, electronically signed document. So we use this for our contracts, and basically we can turn around a signed contract within kind of five minutes, if not even quicker. It depends how quick we can type that up. So even as a buyer. We can once you once we've got an offer accepted, we can have a contract into your um, into your email within probably you know five to ten minutes. That can be signed and sent back. At the same time, we're working with the owner, so we can we can almost have a contract once you've got an offer accepted, um, ready to ready to go in in you know five minutes. Excellent. you know contracts can be um, we've seen contracts up to 1,200, 1,300 pages depending on how big strata plans. I mean a generic contract. <laughs> Um, generally, it's a strata plan that uh, if it is, if you are buying a strata property or if there's multiple, um, there's situations where there's, uh, um, yeah, a few properties within the one building um, or whether it's company title uh, and different yeah, other title of properties um, where, you know, generally in that, in that, they're the special conditions, which are the main thing, which a lot of solicitors look for, um, you know, could only be you know, a couple of pages worth. So, yeah. Um, and that's that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. What about on a slightly different topic, Angela? You got a, you got a lot of buyers out coming through one of your properties, um, and they like it. How do you advise them? Like, how how do you say to them? Look, guys, there's a lot of interest. You got to move pretty quickly because I know, I know sometimes we'll get multiple offers around the same level with a um, with a property. And generally, we go back. Some agents work, and it's it's not. It's not now office, but I've heard in the past agents will say, look, the first person to my solicitor's office with a contract can get the property, right? But we generally don't work that way. But once we get multiple offers at the same level, we're going to go back and... Yeah, look, I think it's it's very important that you, you um, as an agent, uh, you're acting in your owner's best interest and um, sometimes trying to rush a sale to get it done quickly. Um, 
uh, or trying to just get the first offer and pretty much without, as long as we, um, you know, we in the way we work is via SMSs, via, via telephone to the hottest buyers we've got, but even just letting buyers know that we're actually close to closing a property off. Even if sometimes, um, I like to do that with all of mine, even though if a buyer says, I'm not interested in that property that I've seen, um, I still know. want to just send a quick text message to that, anyone that saw that property, just to say, hey, I know you saw this property here. Um, we're letting you know over the next 24 hours, or the owner's close to accepting an offer um, and have a chat. And if there are multiple people on that on that property there, I think it's just, um, look, it's a case by case scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever sort of said, look, first person to a condo, um, unless it's a property where it's, uh, you know, that's the instructions we've been actually given by the vendor. Yeah. Um, but in, in most cases, it's, um, look, it's, I guess it's qualifying a buyer um, for on our high side. And that's why going back to the start of this conversation where, you know, if you are finance ready, um, you know, that 66W contract where you don't need a, you don't need a cooling off period might be the front runner um, yeah. where you've got three buyers, they're ready to go. And you say to the owner, do you need a cooling off? Um, or uh, either take this offer here with a cooling off. We had one at Holborn Avenue last, last year it was, uh, end of last year. And, um, the owner decided to accept an offer of just under fifteen thousand uh, dollars uh, less, just because their situation was that they wanted to move super quickly on it, um, and they knew that the owners knew that it was a done deal because they had uh, um, another purchase in line, and uh, they ended up accepting an offer fifteen thousand less because the one that was fifteen thousand more wanted a cooling off period when the other one didn't need one. Yeah. So um, you know, again, again, it's case by case, it's owners' instructions, but we advise them. Hopefully correctly. Yeah, yeah, uh, very good. So basically, guys, what you want to know is that if you are turning up to auction, be ready to uh, have your ten percent deposit um, and be prepared to sign a contract. And no cooling off period applies. So uh, that'll move pretty quick. If you're purchasing uh, under any other method, generally the cooling off period will will apply. Well, you've got the option of a cooling off period, in which case sign that contract as soon as you can. Get that quarter of a percent down as a deposit. And that's going to lock that in for you. Give you five business days, do your due diligence. Um, again, give you an opt out if that's what you want, but we'll commit the vendor to you um, with the purchase. So yep. uh, it's probably the most common way that we see real estate transacted. I mean, with apartments that, that we work on, would you agree? Or yeah. oh, cool. Well, again, it just comes down to, comes to, down to, to, per, to per property. So it's um, your house, it just depends on your type of buyer that you're dealing with. You, you, you start noticing once you get to a certain level where buyers um you know over a two million mark where they're generally not taking out a full mortgage they're they've got quite a big whether they're selling something to upsize and they've got a very very big uh, cash deposit they're the safer ones where the banks turn around and say you know what we're um we're pretty comfortable with uh with this situation if they've got their finances approved their broker will advise them correctly to probably proceed so yeah yeah beautiful cool um, i think that's about it it was only a really quick one this evening yep. um Hopefully some helpful hints. Call us again. If you're a purchaser, you don't have to be here on the beaches. You can call us, Novak Properties. We're happy to help you with any of your buying questions. Um, if you're in the state, uh, you know, love to help you, but more New South Wales based because the laws do change state by state. But always available to help. You can hit us on our chat lines um, or by logging on to novakproperties.com.au or uh, individually call, text, love to help you and uh, get you into a home. Awesome. Thanks again, guys, and good night. Thank you. Cheers.